consumers to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Catherine, we have got a hot topic today. It is real hot. Woo, it's hot, hot here. It, it's hot and it's bothersome. It is. Hot and bothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's episode number 130. Mm-hmm. 130 episodes. That's right. Can you believe we've been that consistent? I can't. I am giving myself a pat on the back because, yeah. Me too. It is kind of hard to believe. It is. So good for us. Oh. And we have sponsors. Tell our listeners about our sponsors and how they can become one too. Our sponsors help us to keep going. Yes, they do. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. Yeah, they they do. They contribute um, $5 a month or uh, a couple or a few of them do one month sum. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just helps us move forward with um, costs. It costs to put this podcast out on a platform. And we also want to save up for better equipment. Yes. And because you, you, maybe listeners can't tell, but... <laughs> Or maybe they can. We just have a lot of things that we kind of have to compensate for that, you know, aren't working the way they should and things like that. Yeah, it's just us. We don't have an intern. No. There's nobody else in this house helping us. We we don't have no Jeeves. No. Like, yeah. And we want to go to PodFest. So help us. Uh, uh, Yeah. I was going to say that. Help us. Well, I don't know for, you know, for sure. Oh, we should go. Okay. There's There's a podcasting conference that happens every year in January in Florida. I can't think of a better place to be in, in January. January than Florida. <laughs> and it happens to be in Orlando where Catherine's daughter lives there. Mm-hmm. And my in-laws live only an hour from there. Yeah. So we're going. But, okay. but we need to we need to plan for that. And yeah. so your support will help us to pay for the workshops and yes. so forth because it is a learning thing. Yeah. And yeah. So so thank you for all of those who have crossed over from humor con- consumer to humor contributor. Yeah. We really appreciate you. If and you haven't crossed over. That's time it's to. It's very easy <laughs> to do it. It is. <laughs> if you just uh, go to the show notes of this episode or if you just go to patreon.com and look for Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast, you'll see where you can sign up for $5 a month. I just want to give a little shout out to our current sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. We have Katie, Colleen, Ursula, Nancy, Kenny, Karen, Janine, Muffin, Darlene, Courtney, Joan, and then we do have, those are all the ones that are contributing to us uh, at $5 a month, which by the way, once you get it set up, it's just an automatic oh, yeah. thing. Very easy. You don't even know that the $5 has left your account. But, mm-hmm. And and we haven't spent any of the money yet because right now we have, let's see, how much do we have in this account? I'm just checking. Oh, we have $245. Ooh. Yes. But we've also received checks, paper checks mm-hmm. from- Paper checks. Yeah, the old-fashioned kind, from uh, three people who just didn't want to do the Patreon thing. So mm-hmm. Linda, Carla, and... Gail? Who, Gail, yeah, yeah. Those three have contributed. So thank you yeah, to thank all you of so you. so much. So we're, we're trucking along. We are. Yeah. I, us. <laughs> I know. So this is very exciting for us to be able to bring this content to you. And what we have today, just tell our friends what our topic is today, Catherine. We are talking about, well, first of all, the documentary that we watch, that we're basing this off of, is called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. Yes. It's the story of this certain sect of Mormonism, but it's it's uh, 
There's many different branches. This is the LF, no, FLDS. Yeah. Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints. Right. And it's the story of these two nut jobs. <laughs> One was <laughs> the are. father. The other was oh, his son, but there were many sons. Rulon Jeffs and what's his Warren Jeffs. I like to call him Warden Jeffs. Yes, I, I saw that. In yeah, because writing. he imprisons women mm-hmm. to be his slaves. Uh, yeah, Rulon and Warren Jeffs. Some of you will recall the name Warren Jeffs for sure because yeah. he's now serving a life sentence in prison in Texas as a result of his crimes against Me- humanity. Ugh. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about. And we we decided after looking over the content that we have brought forward for the last 130 episodes that our audience likes to hear documentary stuff. Mm-hmm. We like it. And so we decided once a month that we're going to try to cover like a true crime documentary. Right. And that's how we ended up here with Keep Sweet Pray and obey. Right. So, and we're going to get to that keep sweet thing. Yeah, we are for sure. All right. So we've got three takeaways for you. If you hang in there with us for the next 45 minutes or so, whatever it takes us to get through it all, (laughs) here's what you're going to get out of it. You're going to learn who are the Jeffs. Who are these nutbags? Yeah. Right. You're going to just get a picture from Mm -hmm. our perspective of who they are. You're going to get a review of keep sweet pray and obey yeah and you may want to binge it yourself we binged it yesterday all four episodes (laughs) boom 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 (laughs) i can't believe we did that i know but it wasn't hard to do because they would leave you with this what the yes yes that's right (laughs) and then you gotta know what what happened next it's just it and the reason is even though it's so disturbing it's like we can't wrap our brains around it right so that's what it's the intrigue like how does this happen and i I, sometimes i think why does this happen why why is right why doesn't god stop it it's sick yeah okay so so i like i said number one who are the jeffs number two the review of the film uh keep sweet pray and obey and then finally we're gonna leave you with the dangers of cults Mm -hmm. this is a cult Oh, yeah. And we are going to just kind of talk about the dangers of cults and and how to stay away from them. And, of course, we will land with some scripture from the Holy Bible Mm -hmm. to point us to the truth. And and stay tuned because at the very end, we're also going to talk about three things to look for in a good church. Yeah. You know, I really think that's going to be good. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's roll it out. Who who are these nutbags? Rulon and Warren. Okay, Rulon, when this story opens, he's already an old man, okay? And wrinkly. He's bald and wrinkly. Yes. And he has a total, at some point, of 65 wives. My goodness. Okay. And as we said, he's the leader, the prophet is what they call him, of the L... F-L-D-S. Jeez. Okay, and the F stands for Uh it it should stand for the word that we all think of when we say the f word but in this case it does stand for fundamentalist yes the fundamentalist latter-day saints right so there was the mormon community or i don't even know if they call themselves a church but there was the mormon organization let's call it that and then this group they came out with, well, we want to be fundamentalist Mormons. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to just, we don't want to change with the times. We want to stay with the old days. Right. It was kind of an undercover 
thing for polygamy. Yes. And uh, because some leaders before Rulon were like, oh, publicly, oh, no, 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 we, we, we don't do that. But really, they were doing it. Right. Okay. And so this is the, the story of how not only did it continue, but it was, it, it just got so bad and so wicked is really what this story is about. Yeah. And Rulon, the father, he was bad, but Warren was worse. The son was way worse. Things got really dark. Yes. Under Warren. Yes. It's, I was just thinking when you said that, like to, to God, evil's evil and it's all wicked in human standards yes warren was way more wicked and well let's talk about that for a second because the the exchange of power mm-hmm. let's talk about when the baton was uh passed down to warren obviously rulon he was mid-80s when the story opens for us you know when we started watching the film keep sweet pray and obey he's He's kind of on his deathbed in a way like he's got um a God, he's got he's, he looks like he could barely hold his own head okay. up. The man is on oxygen. Yes. And he's got the tube up the nose and down the however many feet the tube was. Yeah. Yeah. It, and he was obsessed with young girls. He was a legit pedophile. He was marrying young girls, yes. teenagers and younger. And so they interview, they interview uh, a gal named Rebecca, and they also interview a woman named, they interview many women, but these two were married to him, Alicia. And Rebecca was about 18 or 19 when she was given to, uh, to, to rule on to be married. Yeah. And when we say given, it's the her father he receives honor when a daughter of his is going to marry the prophet because the prophet is like God to them. Yeah. So this dad, Mm -hmm. what was his, the dad's name was Lloyd. Lloyd. Okay. So Lloyd. Lloyd Wall. Lloyd. He was an educated man. He had a a couple of degrees. He was super smart. He had many degrees. I found out. Yes. He, so he was an engineer. He was a chemist. He was, oh my goodness. I think he was a geologist too. Yes, he was. He came up with different inventions and patents and so forth. And the thing different about him was he converted to the FLDS. Not born into it. Not born into it, but had converted because he was looking for like a fundamentalist type um, way of living. Okay. And religion. Okay, so here's Lloyd. He's no dummy. And he, he's got two wives at the time that he gives his daughter over mm-hmm. to the old man, over mm-hmm. to Rulon, to become a wife. The, the bottom line motivation of him giving that girl to that old man is for uh, his, Lloyd to get a third wife. Right, because the more in, in this religion, the more wives you have, the higher position you have in heaven then. Yeah. In eternity. And if you don't have three, you don't get that. That's right. And he also receives more honor from the prophet, which is this Rulon. And it's it's a sick and twisted way of um, living. It is. I mean, it, it, the belief system is like you wonder how does somebody that smart fall for it? Fall for that. Well, I don't well, know. Well, I think that 
part of it is he wants to believe that. Absolutely he wants to believe that. And he wants to live that way. He does want to live that way. And by the way, too, they have with the first wife, um, Myrna. she converted as well because they were both, they were not FLDS right. people. Um, I They were something in the Mormon religion. And so she converted as well. And that meant she was going to embrace polygamy. And she did say that it was, you know, it was a little odd. But she was the first wife. And those children that they had were the upstairs children and family <laughs> and they lived in the upstairs the second wife um and all those children they lived in the downstairs and uh one of the key people that that we have been listening to and was interviewed in this keep sweet thing was her name was elisa wall right and uh she was a downstairs daughter right okay and yeah then there was the third wife later Okay, right. so so yesterday when Ron got home from work, I started telling him, you know, all about this. Mm-hmm. And I told him about Lloyd and how Lloyd had two wives and that the if he didn't get a third wife, he couldn't go to heaven. Yeah. And Ron says, so you mean he had to go through hell to get to heaven? <laughs> Actually, I was like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Wouldn't you want three Tracys? Yes. <laughs> all the while, by the way, that reminds me. So the women were not to give any kind of help. They were to keep sweet. Yes. And that was the mantra that Rulon had come up with. I don't think the fathers be- or the prophets before him uh, had that motto. And it so that was a way of submission. That was the way women were supposed to be presented and act at all times keep sweet so that was a certain way that their hair their demeanor their voice everything yeah it was a a control it was totally a control mechanism over their emotions yeah in fact this elisa had said uh in this separate interview that women in this religion were not low on the totem pole or bottom of the totem pole they weren't even on the totem pole right they were beneath it yeah that's how low regard women were they were property as evidenced by the fact that lloyd this guy getting back to how we kind of went down this rabbit trail but lloyd gave his daughter to rule on this 85 year old man to be his wife so that Lloyd could get a third wife. Yes. That's exactly why he did it. The women were not considered human. They were not considered, like she said, even on the totem pole. They were just like pawns to be traded. Yes. It was disgusting. Yeah. And when you hear this Rebecca describe it, and she's like, you know, she... So also, too, she couldn't... They had no idea how babies were made. They had no idea anything at all about intimacy and sex. And in fact, they were taught that it's bad. And so now Rulon is telling her, you know, to spread her legs and and to do that. And she's like, what? And so she's in shock. Now, this other woman named Alicia, she is also she's about 17 when she's given to Rulon as well. And Alicia, Alicia. Yeah. No, the blonde? No, that's Elisa. Oh, this is Alicia. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. She's the one with the dark brown eyes oh, and the right, short right, right. brown choppy ish right. hair. Right. I got you now. Okay. And <laughs> when she, it's not funny, <laughs> but 
we're gonna have to find the humor in, in something you I do mean, have to find uh, the humor. well even she even she cracks a smile like yeah it was gross when she is given to him in marriage in her first night uh she she, <laughs> she says that he falls asleep afterwards it, it, she too had no idea what happens in a marriage right. in terms of in the bedroom and whatever and he falls asleep well because he's 80 something and he wakes up and nudges her with his elbow and he's he needs help to the bathroom well he doesn't make it so he he, <laughs> he doesn't make it to the bathroom which means he he has an accident on the floor which she has to clean up and uh, she even says that at some point, one of the times, she accidentally stepped on his oxygen cord. And that's where she kind of laughed. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it yeah. is. It is unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, gosh. Okay. And, so, okay, wait, go ahead. I don't well, I was going to say, off. and she ends up, so also the prophet is not supposed to die. Right. They're taught that he will never die and that he will live on forever uh but then when he actually does die he has a couple strokes and <laughs> it's but he still lives and while he's having these strokes this his son warren is yes. being not only groomed to be special out of all the children there's so many children you get and so many branches you can't even we can't describe it yeah but anyway warren is taking control and he learns at a very early age how to manipulate people. And he learns at a very age what people um, desire, like how he can how he how he can manipulate people. And so he becomes principal at their special school. Mm-hmm. And he uh, it, it, you can see how he is learning to be the next evil one and even more evil as we said absolutely he was not only born into it but mm -hmm. he was marinated in all of that belief system that hierarchy of we first of all they thought their whole group was super special like they're the only Only ones ones that have the truth and righteous yeah and the rest of the people are either apostates they called them like if they left and and they were like this is garbage this is ridiculous we're out Mm -hmm. those people were apostates or what did they call the people like us well gentiles gentiles okay but mm-hmm. they they meant that we were like evil of the world. Well, they were taught that, yeah, that we, all yeah. people outside of their clan were evil, yeah, and mean and all those things. Uh, but what I was getting at was, so uh, Rulon does eventually die because he's we- a human. <laughs> Yeah, somebody so, was stepping on his oxygen cord for too long. Yeah, so the people are confused. Right. They really believed. And this is not a small organization. This is thousands of people. And they really believed that he was going to live on. And so uh, Warren then takes on, he th- he, he's got he's to come up with an excuse as to how his father passes away. Well, then he... He can't come out and say it, but he gets people to believe he's morphed into his father, the right. prophet. And now, the, like, there's reincarnation involved. Right. And so what I was getting at with Alicia is she ends up then having to marry then one of the other sons. I think his name was Leroy or something. Yeah, like she that. fell in love with him. Now, she loved him. She did. She I and they said that she out of all it. the families, they had the most united family. And she was very happy. Yeah. Well, then he gets... 
later on down the line, Warren strips her, oh, that right. family away right. and makes her marry um, Seth. Seth. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, so it's just, nutty. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't even know why I went on that, but her story is interesting to me. It, it is interesting. She's, yeah. And she's a real person. Yeah. And she really went through this horrible thing. Yeah. And she was really brainwashed into it and, and raised into it. So the bottom line is getting to the passing mm-hmm. of the baton mm-hmm. from Rulon to Warren is that obviously people die and Rulon died and Warren just assumed all of the authority. Yeah, he didn't really get past the baton. It was more he took, he took over. It. Yeah. He took it. And yeah, so-called morphed into the prophet. And he had like before his dad actually died and he was still alive, but he was in whatever condition he was in as a result of his stroke. Mm-hmm. Warren would say things like I'm here speaking for my father. I'm here because my father sent me with this message. And that morphed into, I am my father. And these people don't just think that they're the leader of this cult. They believe they're equal to God. As if they are God. Literally the prophet. Yeah. Assigned prophet by God. But putting them not, like God was not lower than them. You know, like they were equal to God. Mm -hmm. They were, it was as if God. I I I can't even comprehend that. So this Warren, he not only had the control of their minds and the control of their spiritual life, but he also had control of all the money. So all of the houses and stuff that mm-hmm. people lived in, they were owned by the, the quote unquote church. Yeah. Or as we like to say, cult. Uh, uh, men who ran successful businesses. Yes. Si- they yes. signed their business over to the cult. Yes. So if you have an organization that dictates to you how you live, uh, what you eat, how you dress. And that's what Warren started to do. When all of this group was under Rulon, he told the women, wear what you want, but be modest. Don't mm-hmm. don't uh, don't wear uh, clothing that would be revealing, that kind of a thing. And so they did wear the prairie dresses and stuff, but they could choose the color. The they, patterns. They also wore denim. Yes. And then that yes. was deemed evil. Right. Warren then said, okay. And then the hair had to be even more immaculate. And that you've, I'm sure you've seen pictures or video on the news of their big wave hair. Yeah. And then the certain braids they had to have. And yes, no more denim and especially no more red, uh, no patterns. And so just these solid, uh, what did the one guy say? Laura Ingalls. But it wasn't even Laura Ingalls that had pattern and lace and things like that. This this was It was, again, wackadoo. it was another level of control. And uh, Rulon, like I said, was bad. Warren was worse. Mm-hmm. He took away all the children's toys during this period of time. He took away the toys? <laughs> I did not know that. No more toys. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. He took away the toys, Catherine. Oh, there will be no Christmas. <laughs> he took away the toys. Oh, no. Yeah. And he um, dictated what they could eat. He, he was he did yeah he was a wait till you hear what he did from prison oh my gosh this guy is a 100 percent sociopath nut job narcissist you, you put all the labels on him he's absolutely wow. crazy yeah um, oh wait till we get to the end too Oof. what yeah. they find in the vault and all that exactly yeah we'll get exactly. to that okay so anyway um warren 
what was I going after with this change? The people were starting to see, okay, this, the, you know. Some people. Right. The people that were interviewed on this documentary, mm-hmm. they said that things got really dark once Warren took over. Yes. And one of the brothers was interviewed as well. He had, a, I think, a different mother. Uh, because oh, there were 60. They all had different mothers. Yeah. They were, there were 65 wives to rule on. So yeah. now imagine, and then they have no birth control. So there's, I mean, I don't know how many kids. Anyway, now this other man, brother, Wallace, okay, he he says, he actually told his father, Rulon, years ago, uh, uh, Wall, not Wallace, Warren. Warren is getting way too cozy with the girls. Right. And the dad blew him off, basically. And so... He saw this coming. And what drew the line for Wallace uh, was when he saw, when Warren now was in control, the dad is dead, Rulon's dead, and uh, what's his name? Wallace, oh gosh, Warren is is marrying young people and kissing them, and Wallace knows this is not part of, you know, what we're, what we believe. Yeah. Like so, young yeah. girls, like what age? Like twelve ish, like young. Mm-hmm. And, and he was marrying, uh, not only himself marrying young women, but he was marrying off young girls to young men or old men or whatever. So that was uh, that became, like you said, the eye opener for some of the followers, but not all of them. It's a it's a a cult that is really steeped in belief mm-hmm. and they really do believe it they're buying it hook line and sinker and and let's talk about that like why well i, I one uh, interesting thing that i took from this whole interview and this thing was that fear drove the compliance absolutely they obeyed did. and were compliant because of fear what was the fear well they also taught that um destruction and the whole earth was going to go on fire except for their little well, not little, but big um, community. community. Right. Exactly. And so the destruction and the the, the fiery damnation that was coming was going to be any day. Right. And er- so that and was the fear. they lived that way all the time. Yes. In that space of urgency, like we yes. wake up in the morning, it could be today. Yes. Yeah. Right. And the belief was that the whole earth was going to burn up by fire. Mm-hmm. So you didn't want to get burned up. And their little community was going to be risen up. So somehow yeah. somehow it was going to be raised up from the earth and prevented from being on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, real quick, before we go on, I, I'm looking at the photograph of Rulon uh, Jeffs. Oh, no. In his coffin. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, let's talk about that, too. Oh, this okay. guy. So he's in white. The inside of the coffin is all white, and all 65 wives were told to sew together, quickly, all the best seamstresses, <laughs> uh, white dresses. So yeah. they handmade 65 uh, white dresses, and they're all surrounding the coffin. It's just bizarre to look at this picture yeah. and see all these women with their smiles and their hair all coughed up like you know you you said it was just unbelievable it is so if you if you're not going to take the time to um 
to watch the documentary, at least look at that picture. <laughs> and then look at this. Here's Rulin and, and Warren. <laughs> I just want to gag. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that they could get a woman to have sex with them if it weren't for their cult. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't think they could. I agree. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Yeah. Okay. So now so now we've got Rulin is dead and his ways are gone. Yeah. And Warren has taken over. Yeah. I also want to talk about, I just looked at my notes real quick. Yeah. Warren, the other thing that he did... Uh, they used to have in their little library, they used to have kind of like secular books like Nancy Drew books. Yeah. And they, they had science books. Well, when Warren took over, and whether this, I, I don't know if this was before his father, Rulon, died or not, but he was principal. So pages from the science books were cut out, just completely cut out. Books like Nancy Drew, gone. Anything that would be outside influence those things were taken away. And you hear that Rebecca, the one that I was talking about earlier, she's mm-hmm. one of the wall daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how disappointed she was and how she sensed how wrong this was as well. Imagine the amount of paranoia going through Warren Jeffs. Oh, yeah. Right? right. For him to go to those lengths of not allowing people to think hmm yeah and the amount of paranoia and they controlled all the education of the children yeah and so um you know those lost boys that they talked about yeah the ones that were kicked out 13 and over right mm-hmm. so i don't even know how to go down this rabbit hole let's just try real quickly to go down and come back up <laughs> obviously if you have an organization that preys upon young girls and giving them to old men right you have a surplus of young boys, right? Who have hormones? Well, and they don't have they're not, they don't have any wives to be had because yeah. they you know they keep together they they try to keep their community isolated mm-hmm. so they don't want you going off and marrying the apostates or the gentiles they want you marrying within right but they're taking all the girls for themselves these how many are these old dudes that are there <sighs> so they what they did was they rounded up all these boys from age whatever 13 and up mm-hmm. and they just got rid of them and they didn't want them fraternizing with the girls in any way whatsoever so and but the other boys they used as free labor because by did. the way this church was multi-million dollar uh church if you want to call it that i hate to even say church because cult call it what it is it, it, it is it a is. cult they call yeah it is a the, cult it is yeah they used the boys for free labor for like construction and concrete yeah. crews and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it was said that in the utah area that um contractors who were legit like contractors, they hated when the FLDS would come in with a company because they always underbid them. Bit, yes, that's right. Because they had free slave labor. And these boys worked so hard and so long, they didn't have time to think about girls or or anything else. And, and that was the purpose of working them so hard. In fact, one of the mantras was um, work hard to earn the honor of working, working harder. harder. Yes. Yeah. And what what was that quote too that Warren used about the hair? 
Remember? It was, it was about control. It was, yeah. And what it was, in a, in a nutshell, was they wanted to be able to control everybody within the tension of what it would take right. for one hair to be stretched out. Yeah. So meaning absolutely no tension at all. Right. Any tension is not allowed. Mm -hmm. So you can't disagree with, oh, well, I'm telling you that you have to wear now long underwear from your... Oh, that's right. They had to wear long underwear. From your neck to your wrist to your ankles. That's right. And then over the long underwear, you got to put your plain Jane, like, prairie dress. Yes. You know, and then over that, you got to put on your little smile, but you just got to have a little grin. It can't show teeth. You just got to have a little grin. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you got to do your hair. And they had, like, approved hairdos. Yes. They had certain ones, and then they showed you how to do it. Yeah. By the way, too, I just want to mention this, too, because I wrote it to the side, and uh, I thought it was uh, another explanation of why... <clears throat> intelligent people followed this it was also because to lose the favor of the prophet was just absolutely unimaginable because it was linked to their eternal life and i think we mentioned it earlier but it was just That's a tr- fear it was a truth to them not only their eternal life but they were shunned in such a way that they were excommunicated they lost everything they lost all their money they lost their business they lost their families their multiple wives all of their children they lost everything yeah some of these people that were interviewed um as elisa she has no idea where her mother is and oh by the way this elisa was 14 years old and she was it was said to her that she was going to have to marry her cousin, Alan, and she didn't like him anyway. She sensed something about him that was just evil and wrong. And he did abuse her. He was a bully. She said, Mm -hmm. he did abuse her when they were, she begged her mother to not make her marry him. She, she does forgive her mother later because her mother's beliefs were so steeped in this and that. And she understands how manipulation and control were, you know, how it worked. But she was 14 years old. 14. 14. She's a baby. Like ninth grade. Yes. She actually got a meeting with Rulon to ask him. A few times. Yeah. Well, she met with him to ask him, could we just wait until I'm 16 to Mm -hmm. marry? Because I'm just not ready right now. Mm -hmm. And he said, follow your heart. And when he said, follow your heart, she was elated. She was, first of all, you have to understand that getting a meeting with the prophet for a girl, it's like unheard of. Yeah. And they're supposed to look down and not look directly at them. All that stuff. Yeah. And then for him to say, follow your heart, she felt like that was the answer to her prayers. She had been praying and fasting and asking God to allow her to not have to marry at the age of 14, but could she just wait two more years until she's 16 and then do it? Okay, so she leaves this big castle or wherever she went to meet with him. And Warren, who is, you know, in the process of that takeover, uh, she tells him, this is what Rulon said was follow your heart. And so my heart is telling me I'm not ready to be married and I will be ready when I'm 16. So just give me two years. And Warren said, you're ready and you need to change your heart. Your heart thinks that you're not ready. Yeah. You need to go and change your heart and submit. And they married her off like the next day. Yeah. And it was horrible. And she wondered, her and this other girl, Ruby, who also, she fell in love with a um, a, a young boy, like normal. Right. But they were not to be married. And she also was being um, given to be married to somebody. I don't even know who, but it doesn't matter. I mean, to her, it does. Right. But their, their 
in some vehicle. I think that, are the windows blocked off? Yes. Yes, they are. Yes. And they have no idea where they're going. Well, they figure out later that it was in Nevada because marriage the laws, laws were, different. were different. It was more favorable yeah. for men to marry young and all this stuff. By the way, there's another woman that's interviewed and she was married to one of the Jeffs as well. And she was suspicious. She was like, where are they going? Because, uh, by the way, they're starting to build this Zion for the special elite to go to. So this is another <laughs> backstory, I guess you could call it. They're, they're and she's she <laughs> she's trying to figure out what where are they going? So she looks at the mileage, the odometer in the vehicle. And then she gets out a map and she's like, okay. It's got to be somewhere in this radius. And then she notices the color of soil or mud on the vehicle. And she pretty much gathers, okay, they're going to wherever it was. I don't even know now. There were so many cities that were mentioned. El Dorado, which I always thought was El Dorado. (laughs) But they also were, they had been moved down to Short Creek from Salt Lake City, by the way, because the Olympics were coming in 2002. (laughs) And, you know, also as we're watching this Mm -hmm. and we're seeing the timeline and so forth, I'm thinking, how does this happen in the United States of America in the 21st century? How does this happen? And it's so hard to, I I can see how it happens. I know how it happened. But at the same time, it's such a tragedy that, that this kind of human trafficking is still happening in this country, in this century, is is unimaginable. Yeah, it it is a sad story of law enforcement because when they moved out of Salt Lake City, I mean polygamy is illegal. It's illegal yes. to ha- but it's rarely prosecuted right. because it's difficult to prove. And then even if you prove it, it you're, creates a bit of a of a crisis now for all these kids. What are you going to do right, with them? Right, you're ripping families apart. And, and these women, and nobody's educated, you know, like they're educated in their own system, but yeah. they don't teach them like how to read and write. The, the one boy who was interviewed, not in the documentary that we watched, but a different one that I watched, he was one of those that was l- like lost and mm-hmm. kicked and out, let go. Yeah, he could only read like a first grader and he was a grown man. So he had to have tutoring so that he could have the skill of reading. And he was one of those that was like in a work camp forever. Well, how then did the other... Ch- I wonder if it depends on what decade they grew up in. Because when when Rulon was in charge, they did have education. And they did know how to read yeah. and write. So. Well, this guy was with Warren when Warren, okay. Warren was in charge. And I really think that Warren... Um, I'm not going to say that Rulon was righteous at all in terms of what he did. No, I'm not either. However, he at least let them have some fun. He, he uh, allowed them to like have picnics and and to have joy. Yeah. And Warren was just, you know, he took the toys. What do I mean? What are you going to do? Right. Uh, okay. Let's, I think we've pretty much described who these guys are. And what they're about. They're sick. Mm -hmm. They've got problems. And they're controlling. Okay, so now Rulon's dead. Warren's in charge. This this documentary, we've talked a lot about it already. It's a four-episode documentary. 
that you can watch. You can binge it like we did. Mm-hmm. We just binged on it one after another. Yeah. Or you could do it like over a period of a couple of days or whatever. And it does give you some insight into this world of what it might be like to be. What if you were born into that world, Catherine? You don't have any choice. Well, I that's one thing that I was not able to wrap my brain around is how some people have everybody's touched by evil everybody is touched by hardship and so forth but uh the fact that some of us are more privileged than others is so hard to understand I say privileged I mean um had safe and secure families for the most part I mean I, I definitely have had my brush with some evil you know and I'm not it's just that it's just so sad it's so sad to think about other human beings who have been abused in such ways and who have been brainwashed like that and I just can't understand it yeah it's very unfortunate because Mm -hmm. these kids that were born into this situation are just innocent little babies yes that are born into the world yeah they're into this human world and then they're raised by brainwashed mothers and then fathers yeah yeah the the fathers are in many ways they're victims too uh as a woman it's hard to say that but they were they were brainwashed too they were you know lloyd i just heard um alyssa no not alyssa i'm sorry rebecca Rebecca said that her dad, Lloyd, somebody asked her in an interview, do you have anything to do with him now? Mm-hmm. You know, and this was not in the documentary. This was a sub, you know, like a substitute interview or whatever. And she said, no, by choice, she, she could be in touch with him, but she chooses not to because even though he experienced what he experienced in that cult, he still gravitates toward the the belief of it so he does not live in a polygamous lifestyle right now he's still with myrna his first wife well and he's only i mean his wives were taken away from him so he almost had no choice right i mean he's he he may be monogamous monogamous now but that's because uh warren took those wives away from him that is correct but he still subscribes to the belief system and she just can't be in his life yeah you know she said that she can respect what he believes but she cannot be a part of it she cannot have him in her life as a dad because he still believes that that way of life the fundamentalist latter-day saints way is uh a-okay i don't think i could uh, either yeah and, and obviously she has to find her way to move on and carve out some sort of existence for herself mm-hmm. i mean that's all of us right we just all have to do that mm-hmm. yeah hey anything else about the documentary itself yeah i i wanted to say too the uh, extreme measures that warren took like he had cameras he had he had so much control and he had cameras put everywhere so he he can make sure they're saying amen after the prayer by the way he controlled the prayers too told them what to pray for and i want to say this because prayer is so sacred and it's so it's it's our communication with our father in heaven our jesus (laughs) that's our communication and for somebody 
to use prayer in their mantra because by the way his brick building his home that he lived in he had the words down the side of the building say keep sweet pray and obey and to to use that um you know something so sacred in that kind of a way is just so sickening and disturbing just bothers me a lot i don't even know where i'm going with this now but it's so disturbing total control yeah it's just absolute total control and there's no room for any of your own creativity there's no room for your own thoughts yeah there's no room for your own opinion Mm -hmm. or desires or flavors or preferences or anything yeah it's just my way or the highway right that's it all right all right. Uh, is that a wrap for that part? Do we want? Is this? Do we want to talk about where they finally get the 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 vault of all the information? So let's just say that. Let's just say that. So they need to capture Warren. So they do get him on um, the fact that he knew marriages and rape was going on, but they couldn't get him on enacting on it himself. But finally. They, and it's a long story, but they finally, this big temple was built and they get, they find out that there's files, not only files of the marriages and how old they were and blah, 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 but also he kept journals and he kept audio of what he was doing. And they, uh, they walk into this big white room in the temple and the one gal they're interviewing says, I, I could just feel, because she was out of the F, F, FLDS by then. Mm-hmm. And she's like, something is really wrong. Well, you find out that this vault, first of all, the vault downstairs uh, had everything, all the stuff that I just said. And they were able to finally nail him for what he really did. And there was a, okay, so back upstairs in this white room and there's a bed. And that's all in white too. And I, I don't even know how to say it, but he was having girls on this bed and people watching yeah. while he did that. Also, he had been going around. It, everybody was taught what evil was on the outside world. He had been going to sports games, strip clubs, Walt Disney World, all the stuff. And his excuse was that, oh, it's so that I could tell God how evil the world is out there. That's what he was telling his followers yeah he as if god doesn't know well he he put himself in the same position as god he yeah. made himself a god yeah yeah the the amount of evil that was involved in what's behind all of this is hard to comprehend it is hard to comprehend especially how it is all just sort of uh brought upon children innocent children yes and um he could Okay, so then one would think, I was going to say he could rot in you know where, you know, like in prison, but in whatever. Um, Hell? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, we could say that. It's a place. Yeah, it is a place. It is. (laughs) I know, but for some reason when you say rotten hell, it just seems like it's so, like, serious. Like, I I don't use that term in that way. Yeah. Like, you know. Rotten hell. I hope. Yeah. Like well, I would. I wouldn't say. I hope you rot in hell. No, I wouldn't say it either. But that's why I was hesitant to say it. But then you said it. So then I was oh, like, okay, now it's well, I thought you were struggling with naming hell. That's, anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> thought it helped you out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. 
appreciate that. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say about it. Hold on. So he's, it's hard to imagine that somebody could be that evil, right? Yeah. And do those things to those innocent girls and, and bring them up in that, in, in that way. And then for, you would think, well, now we've got him. He's going to go to jail and that's going to be the end of that. Mm-hmm. This is all going to be over. Guess what? No. It only emboldens some people to say now our prophet is being martyred because he's being sent off to jail. Right. Martyred is the key word there. Yeah. Yeah. And they just hang on his every word. They go to jail and visit him and they sit across with the glass and they go, how are you, Mm -hmm. master, prophet, father, whatever they call him. And then he gives edicts from jail and he says, okay, this is what God is telling me that you have to do. And he's still bossing them around with what you can eat, what you can drink, what you can wear, what you can do. And guess what he tells them? No one can have sex. No sex. Oh, (laughs) no sex. If I'm not having sex, nobody's having sex. That's what he says. He didn't say that, but that's what he did. He said there should be no touching of men and women, even if you're married. There should be no sex. There should be no intercourse, nothing. Okay, he's not dumb. He's gonna know human nature, and that that's gonna happen. I I don't know. I I don't. don't. Wow. And he he just not that long ago. Here we are in 2023, and I can't remember because I've been all over the internet with these different things. Mm -hmm. But I think it was last year that he came out with this thing of all of the FLDS should come home, come home, bring your, you'll be reunited with your original wives and we're going to organize everybody in a different way and blah, 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 blah. The bottom line is this nut job is controlling this organization from prison. I don't, it just seems so wrong that he's even able to, Yeah. that they don't uh, cut him off completely because he's still committing the crime. He's in jail for the crime that he committed, but he's still committing the crime from jail. No, it's probably some freedom of speech thing that he's got to have or something. I don't know. But you, you know, like you cut off the head of the snake, but then the the snake grows two heads or whatever that saying is. Right. And where does it stop? Like he's got 85 kids or how many ever he made, mm-hmm. you know, one of his sons. You think that one of his sons didn't think, well, hey, since he's in jail, I'm going to take on the role of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, wouldn't I like to be a prophet, Ugh. a leader, a manipulator, what all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in true form of a narcissist, he at some point says to after he's arrested and in jail, he says to one of his brothers, I'm not the prophet. I have no power and this and that. And the brother says, yes, you are. Yes, you are. God's just testing you. Mm. And they they believe, the authorities believe that that was just um, Warren's way of being a narcissist and getting his brother and others to say, yes, you are. Yeah. You are the prophet. And ugh. I don't know what made me think of this too, by the way, we keep saying FLDS, but they called themselves the work for, for right. years and years. It wasn't until way, way later and almost recent to them right. that it was fundamentalist or FLDS. Right. You know, the I was just thinking too, I, I looked up before our, our podcast, like, wasn't that other nutbag, Lori Vallow, Lori Daybrook Vallow, whatever her name <laughs> was. Was she from there? She's from one of those, she is from later, Latter-day Saints. I don't think it was the FLDS, but okay. it is one of those 
one of those. I, I can't. I know we're so this Elisa in a separate interview. She says, you know, if you come across them, treat treat them kindly because they believe what they believe, and um, they're just human beings trying to put one foot in front of the other and and this and that. But I can't help but categorize them all as well. I guess the leaders, especially as nutbags. But that Lori Vallow, who okay, so if you don't know, it was all over the news recently. She was. Um, she was married five times, but she started following this one man who became her husband, who was in one of the LDSs, mm-hmm. and he had wackadoo beliefs too that damnation was coming, and only certain people were going to go to heaven, and that the evil people had to be killed off. Anyway, she she was she was this model mother who even had a son that they had adopted. She did this with another uh, husband that she had, and she killed her own children. And there were other murders involved too. The husband that she ends up with in the end, the one that she followed, he had been married for like 20 or 30 years, something like that, and had children, and she ends up dead. It's it, Anyway, she was one of those. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. Yeah. I, I have found this to be fascinating. I know that we've only been talking about it for a short period of time versus what we could say about it. I know. Even There's the four-hour episodes of, or whatever the time frame was of this keep sweet, pray, and obey. Couldn't Even that was just the tip of the iceberg. Yes, there is real. so much more. Each person that they interviewed in this Netflix special has more to their story they do. but you just can't cover it all right so so there's books out there there's other docs that you can watch yeah i kind of want to read elisa walls or mm. yeah you read her book mm-hmm. uh, i want to share the scripture because Let's we need that. some encouragement yeah we also but we didn't really talk about the danger of cults okay we're going to get to that okay. in just a second i i just feel like we have to share Let's the scripture go. Let's go then. Yeah. okay so it's um the book of romans chapter 16 verses 17 and 18 it says i urge you brothers and sisters to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way Mm. that are contrary to the teaching you have learned Mm -hmm. keep away from them for such people are not serving our lord christ but their own appetites by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the minds of naive people i think it's so important for us to just be mindful of that yes and be watchful yes and think i mean god really does infuse us with like that notion like we talked about yes we talked about that like like a lot of these people gave testimony to say we knew that this wasn't right deep down but our belief system was deeper than our deep down you know and it trumped it the beliefs that they had been taught just quieted that's what it their is their natural incline, yes. inclination to go wait this doesn't feel right absolutely i 100 percent believe that god gives us a sense of right and wrong yeah and especially when you're being violated yes and you don't have freedom there's a natural sense of this this can't be right yeah but the fear drives the compliance exactly 
really sad. So, All right, well, let's talk for a little bit then about the dangers of cults. Yeah, let's do that. I, I just want to read this sure. um, this little blurb that I have here mm-hmm. on, about cults. And mm-hmm. it says, watch out because there are many cults. And I'm going to say this too. This is not what I'm reading. But when I was young, I thought cults were all like Satan worshipers and evil. I didn't yeah. know... Uh, when I was really young that well that there's ones that uh, are under the guise of Christianity okay so anyway while there are Satan worshiping cults watch out for the cults that appear to be Christian for example it it says Mormonism Mm -hmm. we're not saying I'm I'm just reading this Uh, not all Mormons are this way but it does say Mormonism so like the the branches Jehovah Witnesses Oneness Pentecostal Christian Science etc Usually cults have a different Jesus, different way of salvation, which this this FLDS right. definitely had a skewed <laughs> thing of eternity. Yeah, for sure. They make a different Bible or interpret the Bible differently. They teach legalism and have a different teaching about life after death and more. Cults are dangerous. People are being brainwashed into believing man-made teachings. So that's something you and I were discussing just with our amongst ourselves that most cults have like one leader with no accountability there's mm-hmm. always brainwashing involved mm-hmm. manipulation isolation and you know freedom r- true freedoms because we all know there's freedom in christ right so when that's all taken away you may be looking at a cult and um we we are told that there are many false prophets in the last days and right now there is many uh, false prophets, so just watch out. They may seem okay, but remember, there is a way that seems right that leads to death. Uh, and there's a lot of scripture about um, cults and not following false prophets and things like that. And I want to read the end of this too. I'm sorry, I'm just scrolling down. Just something to remember. Oh my goodness. I can't find it now. Never mind. That's okay. But we all know. Oh, well, um, we know that there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to salvation, and that is through Jesus. So remember that. If you're following anyone who says there's any other way, that's um, that's not truth. You know, one of the um, things that is a quandary is the definition of a cult you know the definition of it what how do you know if a certain group is considered a cult and one of the things that i i think is wrong about a lot of these groups whether you call them a cult or you call them a church or you call them whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. an organization a nonprofit, a charitable group whatever Mm -hmm. if they practice shunning a yes. family, yeah. When one doesn't uh, sign up for their beliefs, mm-hmm. or when somebody wants to go off and do something different, if they shun that person, mm-hmm. I believe that is one hundred percent red flag. Stay away. Don't get involved in those groups. I think that we should shun the shunners. <laughs> yeah. In terms of joining their groups, because people should be allowed to have their thoughts or you know i I just don't believe in shunning i I don't either although there are some christian families that have that do believe in the gospel truth that have cut off themselves from their families that have gone astray well i i 
I think I know that, you don't mean those people, but oh no, I do mean them. I yeah. do mean them. I don't think it's right to shun people. I don't either. I don't either. I wouldn't say they're cults, though. But I well, that's why I said call them what you want to call them. Call yeah. them a cult. Call them a group. Call them a family. Call them whatever you want to call them. Mm. But to shun people—that's yeah. not what Jesus did. No, he, he didn't abs- come here and shun people. Right. No. Right. You love people where they are. Right. And if their belief is different than your belief, then be confident enough in your own belief system that it's okay and you could still love that person. Yeah. But these people are filled with paranoia that if they let the members of their group run off and just, you know, like talk to other people with some other thoughts that they might be, you know, like, you know, gone astray. Yeah. And I I was telling you before uh, we started recording I actually knew of a an Amish man. He he was the the man who built our Amish furniture, and he was shunned by his family because he and his wife wanted to adopt. I keep hitting hitting the microphone. Wanted to adopt a child. Well, that's wrong. I know. And they did adopt this child who needed a family. Well, they shouldn't have been shunned for that. That was dumb. Right. And whoever did that is dumb. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this that I wanted to read. So I'm going to read it. So always remember this, listeners. Jesus is God in the flesh, and he is the only way into heaven. Never let anyone tell you something different. Your good works will not save you. The sinless lamb of God paid the price in full and said it's finished, which it is. You can't add anything to the finished work of Christ. No baptism, giving, traditions, or other legalistic things will save you. Only Jesus saves you. Yeah. So remember that. See, and these people thought that having three wives would save you. Yeah, no. oh, three wives or more. Right. And the more you had, the, the higher closer. you, the higher you were in Ugh. your heavenly home or whatever. All right, I'm ready for Ooh. the call to action. Yeah. We do have a call to action, friends, and that is if you're looking for a connection to God, if you're listening to us and you're like, I would like to have a connection with God, mm. our encouragement to you is to look for a good church, a good Christian church, but make sure that wherever you look, there are three things that are true about that church. Number one, there should be accountability somewhere in the church. Right. There shouldn't be just one person in charge of the whole thing. Dictating. Yeah. uh Like Hitler. There should be accountability Mm -hmm. in the church. And, and, you know, it could be in the form of a board or a denomination or whatever, but accountability. Number two, there should be transparency. That's right. No secrets. That's right. There should be transparency with the money and the decisions. And if you start to get the vibe that this is kind of going down in a weird way, like just trust us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Run. Put it on the shelf. <laughs> That's what they said in this documentary. Oh, Okay. And then finally, it's our belief that a good church should welcome questioning. Right. They should welcome it. It doesn't mean they'll always have answers, but it does mean that they will, like you said, welcome them and try to wrestle with some of the hard questions. Right. Yeah. And if you, if you can't find a community of faith that, you know, that answers those three things, then I would be very questionable about that. Yeah. I'd be like, huh, maybe keep going. Keep looking. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, this was fun, Catherine. Oh my gosh. I know. Serious. I was pretty riled up about this one. So was I. Yeah. I didn't think I would be, but once we got into it, I'm like, this can't be real. 
There it is. Yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.